0: Welcome to the IDP show. I'm your host, Josh Ramer, joined in the So Shack tonight on a chilly bowling green evening. On my right, Adam Markham. Addie, how are you, Hone? Doing well, Josh. How are you, mate? Doing great, Hole. We're, uh, we're on the video now. Say hi to the fine folks at home, Addie. Hello, everyone. Hello, YouTubes. We're gonna be YouTubers now. We're YouTubers now. We are content creators. Sure, sure. We did the YouTube a little bit back during Connie's season. Yeah, um, liked it fine. It's fine. We still got called the c word on Twitch was which was definitely not cool. It was a low light for sure. It was definitely a low point. Made us really reconsider some things. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're gonna start doing a little more video now. So make sure you're following us over on the uh, Twitter and YouTube. We'll be dropping just little clips for right now. Yeah,
1: people have been clamoring for it. So here they you go. To, they
0: want to see these beautiful faces. Yeah, for we're pretty hot. <laughs> I was like, man, I got to up my hat game or something. This uh,
1: this camera is not kind. We got to start taking care of ourselves, I guess.
0: Do we, though? Nah. Nah. There's got to be some kind of, like, filter we can throw on this that makes us, I don't know, 20 pounds lighter? Yeah, probably. Probably. I'll make us look good. It'll be fun,
1: though, to do, like, you know, uh, we'll be able to... um, and, you know, see what we look like in five years, like how much weight we gain every year.
0: How much hair I lose, like how much like, like dark 10, circles yeah. form under my eyes. It's like
1: 10 pounds per year. Yeah,
0: God. By the time we're 50, yeah. we're going to be like 500 pounds. pounds. Yeah, sure. That's how math works. <laughs> well, it's a good night to be in the Shack with you, Addy. Great was- night, Josh. Recording a little later this week, I was down in Texas for uh, work Monday through Wednesday. Literally got back there's snow on the ground right now outside uh if my flight which the last two times i've flown out of austin which is where my my workplace is based i've been delayed at least like 90 minutes Mm -hmm. if i had been delayed at all on this flight i'm driving home through like huge snow flurries like sleet probably don't make it home Probably just pull off in Franklin and just sleep in my car. Hoo-wee. So, very thankful to have gotten yes, home safely after a few days down in the Lone Star State. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we hate snow around here. Most people
1: don't know how to drive in it. They really don't. And it's, you know, you just got to go slow and, and don't be braking a lot. But uh, we got a lot of people out here in big trucks that want to ride your tail. And, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you know how it is. You know how the South be.
0: Yeah, I saw on Twitter someone, like, no joke, five minutes after the snow started coming down, Joe Emel tweets out, a uh, police officer has just been rear-ended on Western's campus at the roundabout. And I'm like, oh, to be the person oh, man. who rear-ended a police officer yeah, in, in, a, in a blizzard, not a place you want to be. Yeah, it happens, though. It happens. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> you sound like you're saying that it from experience.
1: I know, I know a few people that actually have, have hit cops. That would suck. I know someone that was hit by a
0: cop. That would also suck. <laughs> like D-Bone by a Oh god, yeah, that would be a real bummer. <laughs> yeah. And the cop got away with it, baby. <laughs> Just pulled up two bullets. No one can know about this. RIP. I can't say his name. RIP. <laughs> his name was Rip. We miss you. We miss you, Rip. <laughs> well, we got a fun show for y'all tonight. We're going to talk a little news. We're going to talk about some IDP free agents and the uh, playoff games we have coming up this weekend. And then we're gonna do some lessons learned. This is gonna be a little seggy. We're gonna spread out over the next couple weeks. We have a really fun guest coming up next week, Addy. We're gonna do some dynasty buy, sell, hold. I believe with our with our friend, the mystery guest, mm-hmm. and then also ask any lessons learned and just you know reflect back on the year that was.
1: Yeah, yeah. We you know every year you should be learning something, right? I hope you, so. You should be taking mental notes as the season goes. Just constantly be thinking about what you're doing, uh, things you're not doing. And things you're going to get better at. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to kind of go through that stuff and hopefully help some of you guys that uh, will be dealing with the same exact situations as we are.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's good not only for us to reflect, but to articulate maybe some things that people have been noodling on but couldn't quite put words to. Maybe we can say something in a way that will help somebody be like, you know what, I was struggling with the same thing. So uh, I got a few I'll share with you all tonight. And this is not an exercise where it was like, you know, just come up with something to share with the class type of thing. Like, these are actually things that I want to try to remember going into this upcoming season. So, uh, we also have some big things in the works that we are very excited to share with you all. So, a few uh, housekeeping notes. Uh, We will be coming at you all once a week now. Basically, the two-episode-per-week cadence is just for in-season content with like a recap and a preview type so. So we'll be doing one episode per week in the feed, Addy. Make sure you go over and subscribe to Evan Ronda's Big Game Theory feed. His new episodes are going to be dropping over there. And then Big Nickel season two coming back right after the Super Bowl. We are going to be on that first episode redrafting the 2021 rookie class. So John's just running back some of the hits, but he's got some new guests in the mix this season, Addy. I'm excited. Hey. John boy, you smart, Annie. No sophomore slump for John no,
1: Macrey. No, it's uh yeah, that year two leap. We know it very well. That we do. Uh, we're coming off a year three leap, looking for uh looking forward to our year four leap. Year
0: four leap. We're just gonna keep leaping. Like we said, we're just like frogs. <laughs>
1: That's what we do, baby. Just one loop we had to the next.
0: One time we're just going to leap into the abyss and never come back. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Well, let's hit some news here, Addy. And not a lot of news. This has actually been a pretty quiet news cycle here this week. Um, it was something I tweeted about last night and mistakenly called Dan Quinn, Dan Campbell, uh, two very different people. But it is interesting to me that we have not had any GMs or any coaches hired at this point. Yeah. That I find that rather odd considering we almost have a quarter of the league's jobs open right now, and the first coach was hired, I believe, on January 14th last year. It was Suburban Meyer. Back in 2018, John Gruden was hired on, like, January 6th. How'd those work out, though? Yeah, exactly. The first coach to be hired is usually the wrong hire. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um... That's the, I mean, that's
1: really, I think, what it is, right? There's just not a lot of good candidates out there.
0: The, the candidate pool is a little diluted this year, and I think teams have learned from the rush to hire the first person, which I got to thinking about is kind of ingrained in NFL kind of psychology. Like, oh, during the draft, we got to take this guy or somebody else is going to take him, right? So you end up reaching for players. In free agency, oh, we got to sign these guys first so that nobody else goes out and signs these players before we do it kind of bleeds over into the coaching search as well. Like this is the hot name. We got to get him in here and interview him. So nobody else hires him. Robert Mays has been beating this drum a lot on the athletic football show of like there. I think the difference between like what is perceived as the top candidate and maybe like what's the kind of middle tier of candidates or like the dark horse candidates, that gap is not as far as like what perception might make it out to be. And often those buzzy coaches are buzzy for the wrong reasons. Yeah. They're maybe just attached to good offenses that have like really good quarterbacks. So, are they a good play caller? Who knows? Who are the buzzy coaches though? Right now, I mean, you got your a lot of coordinators. So the Bucks coordinators are getting some love. Um, Kellen Moore, okay. uh, Dan Quinn. Uh, so Quinn, I don't understand. We just saw it. We I know. just saw it. I think that was one of the ones that I actually feel pretty good is going to get a job this cycle. A lot of head coach job. A lot again. of people connecting him with the Denver Broncos. So I get that coaching is not just what side of the ball you favor. There are tons of other factors that go into it. But it strikes me as odd you would go from Vic Fangio, who I think everyone would say is a better defensive mind than Dan can or Dan. did it again, Dan go. Quinn. But you know, I also understand Fangio is a little bit of, mm-hmm. you know, a, a tough guy Jerk. to get along with, you know, yeah. what's
1: well, similar to Zimmer, right? Yes. I saw where they, they brought in uh, Raheem
0: Morris. Yep. And it's like, why yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Raheem? I don't know. I get, and it's funny. They both flamed out. Well, no, he was with the bucks. Raheem Morris was the yes. younger bucks. And then Dan Quinn had the Falcons. I think there's something... Has he had a head coach gig? Who's that? Has Morris had a head coach? Raheem Morris? Yeah. Yeah, he was the younger Bucks. Okay. He got hired when he was like 32 years old. He was super-duper young. And that's been his last... That was his last head coaching gig. Okay. So, Uh, I think there's something with NFL decision-makers that they just love, something familiar, something they know, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... That's the way a lot of things are. You look at, like, oh, yeah. pop culture right now. Everything is, like, a reboot or a sequel or a retread of, like, you know, popular IP. Yeah. So that's kind of bleeds over, I think, into coaching as well. It's scary. I understand. It's scary wanting to hire somebody who's never done this before. It's scary being an innovator, right? Yeah. It's scary yeah. being out there on the frontier. All right? We know all about that, right? I don't know anything about that. I, I did I'm an original. I'm just writing I'm your content co-tails. creator, baby. So, yeah, not a lot of news, but there has been some stuff going on. Baker Mayfield had his labrum surgery, um, so he's expected to make a full recovery in four to six months. Uh, In more quarterback news, uh, GM Howie Roseman said that Jalen Hurts enters the offseason as the starting QB for 2022. Thought this was kind of uh, intentional from Roseman as far as getting out in front of all this offseason chatter about should Hurts be the quarterback. So, yeah. I feel like though these are two quarterbacks that um there are more questions about than answers. Like I think if I was the Browns Baker, yeah, Baker and are you, J- yeah. are, are you moving on from Baker if yes. you're the Browns?
1: Yeah, I think so. And then yeah, Jalen Hurts, I think we I think he's
0: like a top tier backup.
1: Yeah, he's a solid he's fine. He's, he's like Teddy better than better than that. He's I mean he's he should be a starting quarterback, but is he is he gonna Take you very far? Probably not.
0: Yeah, he should be a starting quarterback only by virtue of the fact there are worse starting quarterbacks than him. Mm -hmm. But in an ideal world, every team that has him as their quarterback is trying to upgrade. Yes. So he is and he isn't. Yeah. Because I think the Eagles, if like Russell Wilson became available or Aaron Rodgers became available, they're absolutely picking up the phone.
1: Oh, yeah, he's definitely like in the, you know, 16 to 32 range. As yeah. far as starting quarterback. Yeah, he's
0: go. he's in the back half. I think he's probably closer for me to like that 24 to 32 range, really. Yeah,
1: probably so. Um,
0: but Baker, where do we come down on Baker? I understand. You never want to move on unless you know you have a better option waiting, unless it's just like a toxic situation. Baker was banged up. I get that. I see a similar type ceiling with him and Hurts, yeah. you yeah. know? Not impressed. He's, he's a team that's probably going – he's a quarterback that's going to do – everything he can to hold your team back. I don't think he elevates the team around him really at all. Yeah,
1: nothing special. I don't think there's much special about his arm talent. He was holding on to the ball a whole lot this year, way too long. Uh, and that, you know, but a lot of that has to do with there wasn't a lot of talent, especially after they traded Odell. You know, Jarvis Landry is old and slow. and uh,
0: Donovan Peoples-Jones hasn't quite young, come along like right, what we hoped. He's,
1: he's still young, and, and, yeah, I mean – Tight ends, they have some interesting tight ends, but I mean, you, nothing, nothing special there. So yeah, that's he could use some upgrades for sure. But uh, again, I don't think, I don't think you're getting anywhere with Baker Mayfield. I don't think we're going to see Baker Mayfield get a ring in his career. I don't Same think with so. Jalen Hurts. Not
0: with the Browns. No, not with the Browns. Yeah, if he were to go somewhere
1: else, maybe, maybe, and everything's perfect, and yeah, yeah. everything lines up. But I mean, uh,
0: what kind of situation would you have to drop him into though, where he would? Be able to, I mean, I guess you, you yeah, If you're use, set up, why are you going to bring in Baker Mayfield? Yeah. You know? It'll be curious because I don't think he sticks around. I think he'll be the quarterback in Cleveland next year because they have that fifth-year option, but I think he probably hits the open market. Yeah. And I'll be very curious to see if he lands a starting gig or lands in a situation where they ask him to compete. We'll see. Other injury news. This was a terrifying injury on Monday. Oh, boy. Cardinal safety Baker was released from the hospital after being cleared by doctors following testing. He uh, had that nasty hit from Cam Akers that you immediately know because they have the arms that kind of go. It's actually called... Some kind of response when your arms kind of go up like that,
1: and then the rollover.
0: The and roll, just, it just looked yeah. It just looked all awful. Yeah, it just was horrible, horrible. It was a really emotional weekend for me and the
1: pod. I mean, we our, our babies, Buddha, and then we got Fred Warner. I thought Fred Warner yeah. was done for the year. I thought he tore his ACL or something. Yep. The way he was reacting. Yep. Um, offensive side, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Odell, uh had a nice game in the playoffs, uh, and then Jet McKinnon. It was like uh, it was like the perfect. Playoff weekend. for It really people. was. <laughs> for your boy. It really was. all my babies.
0: All your favorite children. Very cool. Very Jet cool McKinnon finally getting his oh my moment God. in the sun. They're just
1: waiting. Just holding, holding him out.
0: Love well, it. We knew the, the athletic profile was, I mean, legendary. This was a pristine oh, yeah. athletic profile for Jet McKinnon. Just never came together
1: he's always been good he just got you know when he got to fort the 49ers that was when it was all supposed to take place for him and and
0: was it back-to-back acl yes
1: yeah, back-to-back i think Sheesh. acl or you know, two big knee injuries that you know made him miss those two years but yes i mean they gave him some bread but then yes got hurt that off season. then got hurt again and of course is not the same as he was but still uh, clearly can uh can you know he ain't as good as he once was but
0: He's as good once as he ever was. Sure, sure. I don't understand that song. I just know that song. Oh, you'll understand it one day. One day, baby. God willing. So, Packers are hopeful that Bo Jair, Alexander, and Zedaria Smith will play on Saturday. That would be a huge lift. A couple of crazy arrests. I don't know anything about the Malik McDowell story. Uh, He was arrested on charges of public exposure and assault on a deputy. And then Willie Gay Jr. was arrested for breaking a cheap vacuum. Yes, what's going on there?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's a bad luck for Willie Gay to do that. You know, three days before their playoff game. Yeah, but I mean,
0: he probably won't play now,
1: right? I would assume. I would think not. Um, but yeah, that's not good. That's stock stock down for Mr. Willie Gay. Um, yeah,
0: especially as Nick Bolton, you yeah, know, kind of finished the year strong. Yeah, on a positive mean, note.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a good chance they could they could bring in a vet that could uh, you know be the number two next to Bolton and Willie Gay kind of be on the way out. This is It hasn't been the start to the career that, that we wanted for Mr.
0: Willie Gay. No, sir. The Seahawks are planning to move on from defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. And the Raiders fired GM Mike Mayock in the weirdest way possible. The news that you knew Mike Mayock was about to be fired were all the leaks that the Raiders were interviewing GM candidates while Mike Mayock was still their GM. They handled this about as poorly as they possibly could. And
1: that's the Raiders for you.
0: Yeah. So good luck to any general manager or head coach that goes there. Still some smoke with the whole Jim Harbaugh thing with the Raiders. Huh. So I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't. I haven't seen news break that he has officially signed an extension with Michigan either. Those are good gigs to take, though. Like Las Vegas,
1: even like Jacksonville, like, you know, situations where – it, people just left in and you know left it in a, a Hor- fire.
0: yeah just left a big smoldering crater
1: right just turds everywhere just
0: so, so many turds
1: that's a great situation to come into
0: well especially vegas you have no state income tax brand new stadium that roster is pretty good i mean you don't make the playoffs if you're just a trash team yeah they're fine you got a quarterback i would i would keep car if i was coming in there as I the sham the quarterback and the, quarter- and the a coach
1: yeah, and you know, they, there's uh there's gonna be a lot of, you know, solid free agents out there. They could they could make a splash. Maybe they make a run at Devontae Adams. That'd be great. That's that was uh they played together in college, you know that?
0: I did not. Yeah. Well of course Carr was um Fresno State. Fresno State. Was that Devontae Adams too? Was yeah. Fresno State? Yes, sir. Damn, Daniel. That's awesome. So Addie, you've been doing work this week on the content creation front. As we know, you're now a YouTuber, and an sure. influencer, you've been putting together a list, a free agent tracker for IDPs in this 2022 free agent class. Go to theidpshow.com and check it out. There's a link on the right-hand side. You can check out Addy's spreadsheet. He's going to keep this updated throughout the offseason when players sign with new teams. But you've got PFF grades from 21 and 2020 on there, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, points per game, right? Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, it's just, a nice
0: little resource if you're wondering, like, whose situation might potentially change for IDP. Yeah, and
1: also keep in mind, there's a good chance that most of these guys, you know, re-up with their team. Maybe some of them get franchise tag. Most of them will, I would say. I, would, I think so. I was looking back at previous years, that seems to be kind of how it goes. I know it's it's always fun to think about, you know, guys going to new new destinations, but it typically doesn't work out that way. Especially
0: so, with the cap set to increase by about yes, $26 million. That's
1: a really good point, yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, we got I mean, there's some
1: there's some fine options out there. It's not it's nothing too sexy.
0: Yeah, there's some there's some nice edge options here, at least some intriguing ones, right? Yes. So Chandler Jones, Harold Landry, Hassan Reddick, Emmanuel Agba, Von Miller, top five guys here. Those are some those are at least some brand names. Yeah. Maybe not the sexiest options for IDP, but hell, I mean, we said that about Hassan Reddick and he came out and bald this year.
1: Yeah. I mean and guys like Von Miller, Chandler Jones, both those guys are still playing at really high levels, even though they're, you know, almost mid thirty at this point. I think Chandler Jones is 32, 33. Von Miller yeah. might be a little bit older. But yeah, I mean those guys are still very productive, would be a great get for a contender. Um but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun fun to see. it's my it's like one of my favorite times of the year. When we get to free agency. Free
0: agency is fun. We're it's hoping fun. to land a big guest. That's my other big time mm. dream guest for this season. We'll reveal the other one that we were able to book that hopefully we'll have on next month but around free agency there's a big time guest we're hoping to land that can help us break this all down
1: Roger Goodell <laughs> it's, it's
0: Raj from his basement where he was literally getting napped up in the 2020 draft there's some interesting names at defensive tackle Akeem Hicks and Dominican Sue are kind of the two that jump out to me I think if Sue doesn't come back to the Bucks, I could see him retiring and uh, Akeem Hicks 32.1 years old I think he'll land a deal somewhere else and probably be a nice contributor. That's yeah, that's one that I really like.
1: I, I love Akeem Hicks. I think that he could be he could be huge, you know, at, at his next stop. So yeah.
0: I could see him being a good contributor for an NFL team. IDP, we'll see. He hasn't been super relevant here in a couple years, but right no,
1: where he goes, I'll like it for the pieces around him. Yes, right.
0: He's kind of uh, – he's he's someone that allows other people to shine because yeah, he's, he's just eating space in the middle. He's like
1: LeBron. He makes everybody around him better.
0: That's right. Hey, the Lakers are not doing well, are they?
1: Not doing great. I think they're like about 500. Yeah. That's LeBron's weird, still putting up great stats.
0: That's a weirdly constructed roster, isn't it? Yeah. Because Anthony Davis has been out. you got Russell Westbrook there. It's an odd team. That is a weird team. So, some off-ball linebackers here. which <laughs> are old as hell now, too, by the way.
1: Yeah, I know. You look at – like when they watched the game, it was like, who are – these people. All these people. <laughs> I
0: don't know anyone. I will say there was something fun. I watched, I want to say, almost every game of last year's finals between the Suns and the Bucks for yeah. some weird reason. And that was a, f- I did watch a little bit of that It series. was fun to just not know anybody. Yeah. To just be like, well, this is cool. Who's this person? Yeah. And yeah. not have any Oh, like, he's good. Yeah. yeah this guy. Good. Yeah. Who's this Giannis oh, this guy? Nice jam. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him shooting the three ball. Put it up there, fella. <laughs> So yeah. Defense. Yeah. <laughs> Just with a <the> fence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Arn put out a cool poll on our IDP show account and featured uh Foise and Devondre Campbell, and I believe Harold Landry is the other linebacker. Yes, those are that the three were right the three sexiest names in terms of IDP. Yeah, IDP. And who do you trust most going into their new situation? And that was overwhelmingly a victory for Foyce to I know. I so, know. I will say, I think Foyer goes somewhere else. I think Devondre Campbell comes back with the Packers, and I think Harold Landry goes somewhere else as well.
1: Yeah, I um, I think I feel best about Harold Landry as far as, like, who's the best player of the bunch. He's, he's actually good. Um, Foyer, I don't really know. He hadn't been grading out well. He we had the grades next to him. He, 43.7 this past year. Again, that was a new scheme. But, but in 2020, it wasn't good either. 39.4. So, you know, grades are telling us that he's not the best linebacker.
0: Um, I think he's still going to get a lot of money. But though. I think so, right? He put up 150-plus tackles. Yeah. Like, someone's going to pay for that. Some Dave um, Gettleman-type GM is going to be like, bring me just the box score that has the tackles, yeah. and that's all I want to see for my linebackers.
1: And Foyer, I do like Foyer. Foyer does a lot. He, he makes a lot of big plays, He a lot of forced fumbles. Uh, we'll get you some sacks, picks. Does a lot of, does a lot of everything. I like the way he – I like his attitude. Um, I listened to his mic up recently. Oh, how was that? It was a good one. He's, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, uh, he seems to, you know, be a big part of that defense. People seem to, uh, to lean on him a a lot there. So, so yeah, I like, I like that stuff. Uh, Seemed like a pretty good leader, Um, but we'll see. You know, you know, you never know how these are going to go. I'm skeptical. We've we've seen this stuff tons of times where teams uh, where linebackers switch
0: teams. um, Doesn't always go well. And they, yeah, they get maybe a year. Sometimes it does. Jordan Hicks in Arizona. You're right. Uh, Devondre Campbell with the Packers. Yeah. It can happen, but I'm typically leery any time a player goes to a new team because yeah. there's more now unknown than known. Now, what could happen out there is
1: uh, with Dan Quinn, maybe Dan Quinn goes somewhere and brings in a uh, lucon. So Since could they have you the history see, There in Atlanta,
0: could you see if say he gets the Broncos job? Hell
1: yeah! There aren't they? I think AJ Johnson's on this list, um, and also is, feel like Josie Jewell is as well.
0: Are they both free agents? Oh dang! So the and um, okay, here's the thing: and too. Jonas
1: Griffith is also is he a free agent. He as was well? uh, yes, he was a UFA. Okay. Pick up for them. So he's, he's got a chance to go somewhere.
0: So the Falcons, as it stands right now, this is the reason they're not going to re-sign Foye Luakun. They are $4 million over the cap. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. He going not get paid. He is. Yeah. I think he's going to make some money. Yeah. So good for him.
1: Uh, happy for him. But uh, he's going to be rich in dynasty now. So now I'm, I'm like, I'm not, uh, you think he gets a, I'm not bump? a hater. I uh,
0: think he gets a bump for fantasy purposes. When he goes somewhere else, if he goes to a new team, Whew, I don't know. We'll I think he pro-
1: was. He was. I mean, he was about as good as it gets there in Atlanta. I right? don't
0: know. That's a great question. I don't think he can. I don't think we're going to see him average. Do you think his ADP is higher in 2022 if he lands in a good situation compared to where it was with the Falcons in 2021? 100
1: percent. Yeah, he people were sleeping on him in 2021. He was a value. He was going after Deion Jones. Deion Jones was going about LB ten. Foyer was going LB 20 to 25.
0: I think it depends on the landing spot, but if he lands in a spot like Denver with a Dan Quinn, that I think could drive him into like the top 12 of redraft.
1: I think he's the easiest sell of all time. He's never going to average 17 points per game again. Put it on the board.
0: Put it on the board. Bah, bah, bah. Safeties. We got some interesting names here as well, Addy. We have J. Ron Kurse of the Dallas Cowboys, I believe. Yeah. Marcus May with the Jets. He was having a nice little season. I like Marcus May. Until quite a he, bit. Uh, what did he, popping Achilles? Popping Achilles, oh, yeah. Achilles. Yeah. So Xavier Woods, uh, also the Cowboys, right?
1: Yes. Uh, no, Vikings. Vikings. I get him. He had a solid year for us yes. as well. Yes.
0: Tracy Walker. Ooh, Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. Out there. And then Jordan Whitehead. So those are all really interesting options to Really for good.
1: Yeah. Really good year if you need a safety.
0: Yeah, so cornerback, uh, J.C. Jackson's the big one. I think he gets franchise-tagged by the New England Patriots. Yes. Uh, Desmond King, Charvarius Ward, Levi Wallace, and Patrick Peterson. Do you think Peterson maybe just hangs him up? I could see mm. that. Going to be 32
1: here soon. Maybe so. He may, he may get another shot with the contender.
0: I think Wallace and Charvarius but- Ward and, and Desmond King will all find jobs. Oh, yeah, easy. It's hard to find good cornerbacks. What did – let's see. Yeah, Patrick Peterson, he – It doesn't really matter. He's
1: not really relevant for fantasy anyway.
0: Yeah, these are more just, I think, for NFL purposes. So, anyways, Addy, who do you think, looking at your – do you have the full list pulled up, the spreadsheet? Yep. So, who do you think is the biggest name for IDP on that list that you think has a – like, we know Foyer, we just mentioned, he's going to be on a new team. So, besides Aluakun, is there someone on that list for IDP that you think is a huge buy – Because they might be walking into perhaps a better opportunity with a new team. Like, who are your buys on this list right now? Like, Foye, you said, is a good sell.
1: Yeah, Foye is a good sell. Um, I think Jesse Bates is a pretty good buy. I do expect him to kind of be retained,
0: though. Jesse Bates, yeah, I would say so. I'll check the Bengals cap situation.
1: I'm sure they're going to at least tag him. Because that's the thing. The tag isn't too absurd on safeties. They're typically, you know, although they have been getting paid a lot more recently. Uh, it's yeah, it's a Jamal little Adams. more easier to uh, Kevin Byer, another guy. Got. So
0: here's the thing: I think they will bring him back fifty-five million dollars in cap space. Okay, so he's probably getting. I tagged. would say he's probably getting taxed. So
1: he's gonna be or just resigned. So maybe um, well, that's that's a good thing. It's probably gonna be. It's a hard sell to to say uh so the it's not good to come back franchise
0: to tender is 13.5 the transition tender is 11.2 so i think that's not too bad for jesse bates
1: i love jordan whitehead though he's someone that you've I, always
0: loved whitehead
1: i like whitehead a lot i love his game i think that he could have a uh massive role wherever he goes next um classic box safety type loves to get dirty love him
0: he had a great game didn't he against the eagles he, he him yeah, and winfield were on fire everywhere. he's been on fire yeah
1: um also, I really like, um...
0: <laughs> I was just cheersing. I was looking at myself scared me, on the monitor. Scared me.
1: scared me a second. Like, somebody outside? Oh, my God. There's not a lot of sexy names, I'll be honest. It's it's really not great. Uh, I like, um... I like Dorrance Armstrong. I thought he showed some some nice signs there for the Cowboys. I think he you know he could be had cheap. Lorenzo Carter, another guy that was actually really good there for the Giants. If you remember the end of the year, yes,
0: uh, I do. <laughs> it was like well, Lorenzo Carter hasn't done this his entire career. Yeah, but I mean,
1: digging a little deeper and looking, you know, kind of watching uh, the production on tape, he's he's interesting. I I I, I don't mind him. Um, there's really not.
0: There's there's no good buys. on There's this not list. a lot
1: of great buys. Truly, there's really not. Um,
0: so can you explain to me? This is this is unrelated to free agents. It was related to your pressure. It's rates. all the vets.
1: I like all the vets, but yeah. you're not buying. I mean, you're not I, buying. I, like him. again, I like I like a keen Draft Hicks. him I at like, a value. Yeah, right. Von Miller, I think, still solid. I, I do like. Um, I was encouraged by how Anthony Barr finished the year. Yes. So he's an option. Like I
0: said, rolled him out quite a bit because he was just out there playing um, more than sixty percent of the snaps.
1: Uchenna. He could. We'll see if he gets. You a,
0: are hoping for this Nuwasu breakout.
1: He's gonna. He's gonna get a new role somewhere. So maybe he gets an opportunity.
0: We'll see. So this was. Uh, I have to ask. He's not a free agent. This was based off of your pressure rate tweet that you put out. What is a McTelvin again? <laughs> Can you explain this? Shout out Raymond Mears on Twitter for tweeting this at you. I thought. Oh God. Did he misspell like uh, like uh, Melvin Ingram <laughs> like nah, horribly? Yeah. Yeah, you did a Google search. McTelvin, again, yeah, for the Broncos. Yeah, it's that's just uh, something that something everyone's
1: going to Google when they see that. Yep. That's That looks like a mistake, but no, that is a real name. That is a real
0: person. McTelvin. McTelvin, yeah. Again. Again. Yeah, that it it does not sound like a name at all. It, it sounds like you just threw a bunch of letters. Like when you're typing on your phone and you hit the wrong key, like <laughs> yeah. you're one key over. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. So folks, we're gonna have a little bit of a break here, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about some of these playoff matchups for the divisional round. Uh this is actually wild card Weekend is fun, divisional rounds pretty damn oh, good too. Because you get sort of the crappy teams off the board. Yeah, there was not really a lot of good games. There so was I'm not. Thinking. The Bengals Raiders was the best game. That was uh, yeah. And, and then then that was the fine.
1: Cowboys, Niners yes. got good there at the yes, end. Yes, it did. Um but yeah, the games were not great. Not great.
0: Not great. So Hoping the games are better this weekend. It is crazy to think we're either going to have the Titans or Bengals in the AFC Championship game. That
1: is wild. Like, have you thought about this? Yeah, that's that's crazy. It is very very strange.
0: Bengals. I that would be my preference as well. But if they bring back Derrick Henry, uh, we'll talk about it. So we're gonna go to break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk playoff matchups and lessons learned. Y'all don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022, the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code IDPSHOW For 20% off plus free shipping. It's new year, new me with the global leaders in below the waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand new Ultra Premium Body Wash. Ultra and Premium, folks. That's how you know it's really, really good. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2022 looks to be. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their Shed Travel Bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And the new product that needs no introduction, the ultra-premium body wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, I shower every day, and I hope you do too. This body wash smells great too. It's cologne infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean Nice and moisturized. Kick discomfort and pour hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDP Show. Cheers to new balls in 2022. Get 20% off and free shipping. With the code IDPSHOW at Manscaped.com, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code IDPSHOW. It's New Year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped.
1: Welcome back into the IDP show. That, of course, is Sugar Daisy right here. Uh, they're from right here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Super proud of that band. Super, super thankful to have them on the uh, the show and feature their music. That is from their album, Corporate Strawberry. Uh, you can find that on all streaming platforms. It's an amazing album.
0: They had a hilarious Instagram video that you showed me that. Yeah, check them out on the gram. Yeah, check out the gram. They had a TV, local TV station that wanted to do a feature on them and. They yeah, just, they were
1: supposed to do like a live song, but the, instead they just came in with a uh, just a track that they played and they danced to it. And it was uh, really good dancing.
0: You know, I think that just kind of shows they it's don't a, take themselves too seriously. Yeah, they like that fun. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's very similar
0: spirits. Yeah, to us or to us. To yeah, us. Oh, okay, that's what because we don't take ourselves too serious, Judge. Kindred spirits. I get where you're going right. With this now. So uh, I was excited, you know. For really the past two years, there haven't been a whole lot of bands doing live shows. Mm There have been some, but our favorite band, the Head and the Heart, just announced their 2022 schedule. So they're in Nashville, the last show of the tour. Oh He's wow! In Nashville in October, you're, so you're now going to go. I think we're going to go. It's at Ascend. I don't know if you ever done. Have you done uh, a show no, at Ascend, Ascend before? I've heard it's great though. It's amazing. You got like the city backdrop in the background. Yeah, it's down by the river.
1: It's gorge. It's super gorge. I heard uh, Adele had to cancel her tour today. Did she really? Yeah, she's made a big long crying vidya about it.
0: Old Adele just crying. <laughs> Dry <Dried> it
1: up, Adele. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for it. We're all sad, hon. Hey, also, I wanted to mention, we had a good conversation in the break. Uh, I know some of you guys are like, well, you're not really fired up about any of these free agents. It's kind of tough, right? Uh, These guys, you know, their teams are are pretty much choosing, likely they're choosing not to re-up these guys. They're letting them go back
0: into the pool, and so that's always like a little bit of a red flag, right? And the ones that are the coolest and spiciest names on this list are probably going to be retained by their teams. Yeah, So it dilutes the pool even further to... Truly, just the guys that, yeah, their teams don't want them or can't afford them. I'm sure Atlanta would love to bring back Foyer Luikun, but they're four million dollars over the cap.
1: Right. Yeah. A lot of these guys, they're you know they're they were on their rookie deals. Those are those are up and expiring. They're going to let them walk. Um, but yeah, they're you know another thing you mind. They're going to get a huge payday. So that. While that's great for them, they kind of become a bit of a liability, right? Because they're going to have to live up to that, live up to that contract. Or those and if
0: they don't, they're out. Right. Most of these contracts are built in with outs after the second year. And
1: once that happens, it's not good. Once you start getting cut, it's yeah. like, okay, well, you're probably not going to be... You're
0: coming in for, like, a chance to compete or maybe, like... If a backup inju- role, yeah, right. An injury happens, you know, a team will sign you late into training camp or whatever. So... Yeah, it's, um, I tend to fade free agents as a general rule just because there's so much now uncertainty by introducing them onto a new team. And like we said, these are typically players that aren't like top tier at their position. But at the same time, we want to try to provide every available resource to y'all IDP managers out there, Addy. So we got you covered on the free agent front. Yes, and sir. it's fun. It's still fun to talk about. Of course. It gives us something before the draft just to kind of chew on and discuss
1: and there will 100% be people that are relevant you know think back to last year Trey Hendrickson um Campbell so there will be very relevant free agents uh that that switch teams
0: absolutely so let's talk about these playoff games from the divisional round we've got four matchups so we've got two on Saturday two on Sunday so kicking things off on Saturday someone I can't remember who it was may have been Lindsey Jones said the Bengals and Titans could win the AFC 10 years in a row each, and the NFL would still stick them with the early Saturday game on divisional round weekend. Doesn't matter what these teams do. They're just not, they don't have the national appeal that some of these other squads do. So, Bengals at the Titans in Nashville. This is a three thirty kickoff on Saturday. This is an interesting matchup. I don't really know who I like in this one.
1: yeah. I know I probably it, like the Bengals a little bit more. I think so. I mean, the Bengals are, they're hot right
0: now. They are hot, right? We and, haven't seen the Titans in a, in a little bit with now, the bye.
1: right? The Titans are at least as healthy as they've, they've been all year. Right. But I mean, you know, what's the chemistry look
0: like? It's kind of hard to just, if they get Derrick Henry back, does that throw things off where they're trying to like figure out his workload and feed him as much as they can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, you love that it's at home for, for Tennessee, uh, They'll be they'll be tightening up. They'll be tightening the hell up there. Just tightening up left and right. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's a close game. That'll be a game. I mean, they're gonna it's gonna be close. Tannehill's gonna keep him in it. Uh
0: he's a gamer. Um that's why I probably would pick the Titans. It just feels like one of those ugly games that the yeah. Titans are gonna pull out on like a last second field goal drive where Tannehill has like a thirty yard scramble and just throws a piss missile to like yep. Westbrook Akina for a big first down and gets them in field goal range like it it just feels like a 24-21 type of game like that to me.
1: Yeah, Tennessee Tennessee just has too many like, you know, similar to San Fran, they got too many dogs, right? They got AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, Tan these guys that got experience. Um,
0: Vrabel I think has just this is Vrabel too. You see the influence of coaching here and just mm-hmm. the attitude this team has taken on. Uh, Robert talked about a lot on the athletic football show that this team, he's, he's brought this set up a lot throughout the season, has played more players than any team in NFL history. That's They're up probably in like the 90s right now. Yeah. So you don't survive that as a team and losing your most valuable player, arguably, in Derrick Henry yeah. if you're not a resilient team. And resiliency, I think, comes from the top. It comes from the coach. That that coach has to exude that quality, I think, for it to exist within your team. So, I like the Bengals a little bit better. Would probably pick the Titans just because this feels like one of those weird games that they're going to eke out somehow.
1: Yeah, but make no, make no mistake, uh, Joe Burrow is that dude. He, he is, is going to be that dude. that dude, man. Uh, where would you take him, like, as far if you were starting a franchise? Where is he on your list?
0: I've thought about this a lot, and... Gosh, it's so tough. For me, there are really, I would say, four guys at the top of the mountain, and I don't think you could go wrong picking any four of these guys. It would be Mahomes, it would be Josh Allen, it would be Justin Herbert, and it would be Joe Burrow for me. Those would be the four.
1: Yeah. Same.
0: And I think I might go Burrow. I really do. And here's why. I think... Herbert obviously has – Herbert and Allen have the arm talent that just makes you drool. Yeah. And those guys are great too. We know Mahomes is going to be a top-tier level quarterback. He's been tethered to an amazing offensive mind at Andy Reid. But I don't know, man. There's just something intangible about Burrow. I never feel like I'm out of a game with Joe Burrow. So – and he's just – He's doing all of this, like he's exuding this confidence and this moxie and owning this face of the franchise thing at like 24 years old? Yeah. Like, that's remarkable.
1: Yeah, and he's got these two just awesome receivers yes. that he's going to get to grow up with. One that he went to college with. Exactly. That, he, you know, the connection still seems just as good as it was then.
0: When I saw him smoking the cigar after LSU won the title game, like with his leg kicked up, just like, just a fat cube, and I was like, "All right, this dude's probably my new favorite player." We do we different, different. <laughs> and then doing the cigar again with like the Uzi yeah. song, I was like, "This dude is just freaking cool."
1: He's gotta he's gotta chill out a little bit though. He we needs can, to stop can,
0: smoking so many cigars. But we can turn on him fast.
1: Yeah, we that's can turn right. Turn on him fast. He,
0: if he if he tries too hard, like yes. the Elton John glasses, had me a little worried. But I liked him testing the waters of like what can I get away with in terms of like well, people think this is cool.
1: Yeah, he's got to keep playing good. That's the thing. Like, Baker Mayfield kind of had a little bit of that, right? At the yeah. beginning of his career, people were like, oh, this guy's cool. He's kind of funny. I
0: kind of like him. Yeah. And now
1: we're like, I hate
0: this dude. If I see one more Baker commercial, I will kill my family. <laughs> yep. And it's because he wasn't playing well. If he was still playing well, we'd be like, oh, Baker, look at him in those commercials. But yeah, I, mean, I love that guy.
1: We can turn on these guys qu- quick. Like, same with Mahomes. Like, once we started learning about his wife and, and his, his brother, brother.
0: Good guy. Like, that's when it's like, all right, we're... We're kind of you're dead to us. We're kind of not into you as much, bro. Yeah, you 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 have these clingers on with the wife and the brother that are really dragging down your Q rating.
1: It's a shame. I mean, you know, I know he can't really help that, but you did marry her.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to bring your brother and and put him on the sidelines to dance on Sean Taylor's grave. (laughs) Like we don't. That doesn't have to be a thing that you do. Yeah, talk Aaron, to your bro. Talk to Aaron Rodgers. Make him apologize. Did he ever apologize? Probably not. He probably was dancing in, to a, in a TikTok to some song that was about being sorry, and he counted that as an apology.
1: We're going to be the, that's what we're going to start doing is pod. just wanting apologies from everybody.
0: Yeah, demanding we're, apologies. <laughs> just demanding them. Hey, I know you don't know me, but I demand that you apologize to me.
1: Yeah, those are the best people on the internet. Absolutely. Everyone loves those people.
0: Yeah, but talk to Aaron Rodgers if you need advice on how to cut your family out of your life. Yeah. It's not goat, that hard. The go to. He that. is. He's the best. I remember that was what, probably my best tweet of last year was when Andy Holloway was like, "What kind of animal is Aaron Rodgers?" And I literally just screenshotted my Google search of like, "What animal hates its family?" <laughs> <laughs> there was actually an animal that was uh, that came up as an answer. So, are you picking Bengals or Titans in that one? Ah, uh, let's tighten up. Tighten up! I'm going Titans as well. Let's move to the Saturday night game. Saturday night game, 7:15 kickoff. 49ers at the Packers. That that Cowboys 49ers game could have gone either way. It felt like the right team won. At hey, what you talking about the end? The slide. I mean, come on, like <laughs> McCarthy. Like I, maybe you're throwing yourself on the grenade for Kellen Moore, but just don't try to defend it as the right play call. Like, there's just no world in which you think that having that gain and then, like, maybe one play with one second left as opposed to, like, two passes at the end zone, is a, that's a better choice. Yeah. Like, that you would pick door one in that situation. They could have got it off if that ref wouldn't have gotten knocked over. But it was it was Dak's fault
1: for not giving it to the ref. Exactly. Like, yeah, the ref should – but also, like, these are like – That happened a few times. The refs were idiots. Yeah. The, all week The came.
0: refs weren't good, but the refs are also, like, 40 to 50 to right. 60-year-old men. Like, and they've
1: been consistently bad all year. Yeah, like, it's what are we We know this here. at this point. Yeah. The so, Randy Gregory flag was brutal. God, you hate to see him in the year like that for someone that had, had – he's done so well just to have that boneheaded – penalty call it on them it was just a
0: well that was the cowboys in general they,
1: so many penalties yeah that was the story of what their, they had, of their like game they had tons of penalties
0: 15 to 20 penalties that's what lost in the game just absolutely crushed they should have won that game um when jerry jones comes out and has the uh press conference right after the game and was fired up kind of reminded me of what um what ursay said like ooh, are there some changes coming here like ursay with regard to carson Wentz, and then jerry jones i was like uh-oh is this uh, maybe not boding well for McCarthy's future? But, yeah, McCarthy's going to be back, unfortunately. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Uh, but 49ers advance. I think the Packers win here. I think it's probably, you know, like a 34-24 type of game, it feels like. Yeah. I think the Packers are significantly better. But the 49ers have given the Packers a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good game. Uh, Niners will hang in there and make it fun, I think. But, yeah. I, I think
0: Jimmy G just ultimately dooms them. I think the gap between Jimmy G and Aaron Rodgers is just right. too big. Jimmy
1: G still has some horrible misses. Uh, Rodgers is playing as
0: good as he's played in his
1: career. Um,
0: he went. He's going to win the MVP. Yep. They, they released the All-Pro vo- voting, and it showed how much Aaron Rodgers beat Tom Brady by as far as the first-team All-Pro and it's the same pool of voters. It's like surely every book sports book in Vegas took down the odds for MVP at that point or right before that team was announced because yeah. You know, we know at this point Aaron Rodgers is going to win his second MVP in a row. Yeah, huh. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. So, um Packers, 49ers, who do you like in this one? Do you like the Packers as well? Packers, yes, for sure. So I think, yeah, I think that they're, they're going to give them difficulty, but, um, I think that this is going to be, yeah, a pretty convincing Packers win.
1: Um, Packers will get Zadarius Smith back. Is that what we said
0: earlier? Zadarius Smith and uh, Jair Alexander. So potentially. That's nice. That's, that's a nice, nice little lift.
1: But you know, Niners, you just never know with them. I mean, and, and uh, we've seen the Packers, you know, be asleep before in, in big games. Um. You don't know. I don't know. It's – um, I could see Dio Samuel, you know, running all over him. I could see Elijah Mitchell having a big one. I mean, it's going to be cold. You never know with those games,
0: man. Never know. I wanted to pull it up here just to make sure I was not talking out of my ass. So, yeah, the last two times these teams have met in the playoffs, the 49ers and the Packers, was to the 2013 NFC wild card. The 49ers beat the Packers mm-hmm. uh, 23-20. And then more recently – the 2019 NFC Championship, the 49ers won 37-20. to 20. There you go, man. So that's so what I'm saying. 2-0 in like their recent history. In the Aaron Rodgers era, because the next game uh, before that, actually the 49ers in the 2012, which would have been Rodgers as well, the 49ers won 45 to 31 in San Francisco. Wow. So the last 3, which are all in the past what 10 years, were they all at San Fran or were they all at So Green 2012 Bay? was in San Francisco, 2013 was in Green Bay, and the 2019 game was in San Francisco. Okay. So it's a little different here. The past yeah, 3 3 games over the past decade, the 49ers have won each one. So I don't know. Uh, obviously the 2019 game was the only one with these two coaches matched up, but there's just something in the water. Whenever the 49ers play the Packers in a big playoff game,
1: all bets are off in the playoffs, baby. Did you just make that up? Yeah, That's brilliant. That's, um, those are some like huge, like, you know, those are like big nineties matchups too. Yes. Because last week with the San Fran, uh, 49ers and Dallas Cowboys. I mean, yep. that was a huge game in the 90s. And yep. then this week, same, same deal.
0: The 49ers, I feel like because they had this golden era that spanned like the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. I feel like they have a lot of nostalgia tied to them anytime they make the playoffs. Yeah. Anytime these like stalwart franchises, you know, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Packers, the 49ers, you, you get the pull from a lot of history with teams like those. So, Do you think Jimmy G is gone next year? 100%. Has to be right. 100%. Okay. I think there's too much of a sunk cost fallacy working with the 49ers where they say, look, we took this guy. We traded up to take this guy. If we don't start him like we said we were going to, that looks really bad. You know, we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing if this guy isn't ready to play. So I think for better or for worse, Trey Lance will be the starter.
1: Yeah. I don't know, though. Kyle Trahan, he's hard-headed, and he doesn't he
0: seem to care about where these guys are drafted, right? Nope. It's almost like all. he's
1: trying to make Lynch look bad.
0: <laughs> he's trying to get him fired. He wants the Bill Belichick, like GM, and coach role. Probably so. So let's move to the Sunday Oh, games. another little thing that I was thinking about. Did you realize there is um, three former coaches from the yes. Washington, Washington football team? team? I saw the graphic that was going around on Twitter. Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan. That's pretty wild. And they kept old, just flirting with thoughts, Jay <laughs> Gruden, who uh, is getting some – this was great. So the the storyline coming out of Carolina this offseason has been that Matt Rule needs to hire an, a superstar offensive coordinator to keep his job. So who do you turn to but old smoking Jay Gruden? I will never forget, right before he was fired, they asked him, hey, like – um." Do you think you're still going to have a job? Yeah. He's like, if my key card works, I guess I'll just show up and just see what happens. I was like, this is so incredibly sad you're making a grown man sit out here and say this to the media. Yeah.
1: Gruden seems like, I know he got caught in some...
0: Uh, questionable, questionable situations. <laughs> but he seems like, he seems like uh, a pretty cool dude. Like a cool bro. <laughs> yeah, he does. He'd be a bro that you'd love. Like, he would sneak you onto the sidelines. Oh, 100%. Get you into the owner's box. Like, he'd do you a solid yeah, if he you, was your buddy. You know, you can rip cigs with um Oh, 100% ripping get, cigs. Get turned up. Yeah, definitely turns <laughs> In situations where maybe you shouldn't be getting turned. but... Um, he'll send, somebody, send some emails with his brother! Yeah, don't do that, Jay. Stay far, far away from that email let's talk about the Sunday games, 2 p.m. kickoff, Rams-Bucks. This is a fun game, Addy. Right. Okay. This is the difference between me and you this winning, baby. This is – I tweeted this out, uh, all of our playoff rosters, y'all can take a look, but my strategy was a little bit of a contrarian play, but it was also going with the Super Bowl matchup I picked earlier in the off season. I said – Rams versus the Bills. So I went I stacked this is the first year I've ever stacked two teams and I went Bills and Rams heavy. So was very excited with the results from the first round of the playoffs in terms of how those teams looked. But um this is the only thing that I think gives me a little bit of hope here is that the Rams are rounding into form and the Bucks are very banged up right now. Is Tristan Wirf's gonna play? You know, Uh, probably not. I mean, he might, but how
1: effective he's going to be. I mean, we saw him try to come back um, this past week and yeah, he had to, he had to leave again.
0: Yeah. You got Mike Evans, Brashad Perryman, Tyler Johnson,
1: like they got Gronk. They got Bray. They got, uh, they got Keyshawn and Geo doing their, I think they get uh, for back this week. Yeah, So, Uh, I mean, they're still the
0: tackle situation worries
1: me. They're still the champs. They're still the champs. There's still a chance, baby. Okay,
0: that's that's a great point. I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up. So, d- d- okay, give me a give me a final score prediction. Who do you think takes this? All one? right, Tampa Bay, thirty-one. Los Angeles, Los
1: Angeles Rams. I'm Los having am An- having a hard time talking tonight. I think you're having a stroke. I don't know what my deal is. Uh, the Rams, twenty-four.
0: Okay, I'm. I do think it's going to be a very close game. I could see something like a thirty-eight, thirty-five shootout with the Rams prevailing. Uh, I, I. This is even you if hope. I, yeah, even if I hadn't stacked the Rams, this would. Um, oh, I'd be really tempted. I just. Uh, I feel like the Rams kind of had a lull earlier in the season. Uh, they have kind of hit their stride here near the back half. You know, the last few games. I think the both the Cardinals and the Eagles just felt kind of dead on arrival to me. Yeah, you know, so it's hard to glean much from that game as far as like, okay, how are these two teams going to stack up? Like, if they had played better opponents, which team would have maybe looked worse? You know, no, but
1: you're right though. The the Rams are clicking. I mean, and also they're they're you know two midseason
0: acquisitions, Odell looking and Vaughn. great,
1: both of them looking great.
0: Yep. Von Miller was... I mean, Kyler Murray's having nightmares about Von Miller right now. Oh, my now. God,
1: yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that
0: defense, I mean, you got just some all-timers on it. You got three all-timers on it. Yes, and I think that's what also is important to keep in mind is like, yeah, the Bucks are absolutely star-studded, but so are the Rams. So are the Rams. And the Rams built themselves to be this way. Yep. And they are healthy right now. Yep. So it sounds like Whitworth is going to play for the Rams. He got his knee kind of bent back but did these two play they did didn't they the rams they won they played earlier in the season i believe and i think the rams won pretty handily i think like by a couple of scores maybe yeah let me i'll uh, i'll see if i can find this here so um yeah i know they played earlier in the season yeah so it was on september 26th it was a 34 to 24 win for the los angeles rams 34 24 34 24 so uh so yeah round 2 round 2 here we go this is it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. I would not bet this game, but um, I do think the Rams pull it out, and I'm hoping they pull it out for the sake of my playoff team. Hey, it's going to be a fun one. These are, it's going to be a fun weekend. That, that'll that be – these two games on Sunday are as good as it gets. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's golden from here on out. So, the Sunday night game, it makes me a little bit sad. We were saying during the break we kind of wish that maybe the Bengals had, you know – gotten to play the Bills, and maybe the Titans play the Chiefs, so we could potentially have Bills Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Yeah. But alas, we get them in divisional round. Bills traveling to Kansas City for a 5.30 kickoff. I mean, the this is – it's not David. It's just two Goliaths, just two absolute heavyweights just throwing haymakers coin flip. I really – yeah. I think – any team can, I mean, you know. That, both of these games. Yeah, both these, Both I, these. I, I would not be surprised with either result. Knowing my luck in the playoff fantasy league that I've had up to this point, it'll be the Bucks and Chiefs that advance and you will cruise to victory. This really is it. For a Sunday, sixth or seventh time. Yeah, Sunday really will determine, truly, uh, which of us is going to pull yeah. this out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if I, if the Bucks or Chiefs. Now lose. if we
0: split, I guess we both still have a chance. Yeah, probably like so. Like if the Rams and Chiefs win, yeah. But if it's 2-0 either way, I think this thing's yeah, over. For sure. So Josh Allen, I mean, that was I think they said by oh, what was it? Maybe um EPA or DVOA, it was like the second best offensive performance in a playoff game, maybe even an NFL game, since like 1986 yeah, or something EPA. insane. Yeah. Because they did not punt. They did not have a failed fourth down conversion. They did not have a turnover. They scored a touchdown on every single drive. Yeah. He, Josh Allen was amazing. That Unconscious.
1: Game. That touchdown to Dawson Knox where he extended the play and almost was out of bounds. That was amazing.
0: The, he's, interception, he's awesome. the interception by Micah Hyde. Did you see today? He was like, I literally blacked out during that interception. I was <laughs> like, good for you, bro, because that was truly one of the most insane picks I've ever seen. He's been great this year. Um, yeah, it's
1: going to be a fun game. Um, again, I think it's a coin flip. I don't I don't feel confident either way. I mean, nope. I, I wouldn't put any money at all on this game.
0: So I'm going to take, uh, let's say, boy, Mm. I'm going to say I think it's going to be very high scoring. I don't think these defenses are going to be able to keep up. So I'm going to go 45-42 Bills. Oh, wow. I think it's a – remember the game we had? We were supposed to have in Mexico City, wasn't it? Yeah. That was – um, who was that? Chiefs? Was it Chiefs-Bills? Was that what it was? Where it was like, Or maybe was it Chiefs-Rams? I think that's what it might have been. That's right. Chiefs Rams yes. it was like 52 to <laughs> yes. 49 or something insane. Yeah, that was an awesome game. So, I kind of see this one the same way. Um I mean, both these teams dropped like 35 to 45 points, didn't they, this past weekend? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Let's let's
1: say 38-35.
0: I love it. All right, with so with the uh, Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. We both have we're both too We're both going to be rooting for biased teams, here. Sure. We we can't give a objective opinion when there's some serious quiche on the line. Also, I will say, the, uh, so
1: during that draft, I was drafting at the end. I was. Yeah, uh, you were in the five spot. And so at that point, like all the good quarterbacks were gone. Like, gone. So I, it, it's, it's funny how those things work out. Like, because before, before the draft, I, you know, did not plan on taking any Dallas Cowboys, but I kind of felt like I was forced into it. Yep. I had to bet on it. I mean, even the, the pod before I was talking, like I didn't think they were going to win. I thought that, I, I, like I mentioned this week, I thought that San Fran had some dogs and Kittle and Debo. They were just going to be too physical for him. And, uh, yeah, I ended up having to draft a bunch of
0: them. <laughs> yeah, I think I went back and looked. We lost about the same number of players. I think we both lost like four or five yeah. guys. So Unfortunately, Dak
1: was my quarterback. So, yeah, you hate to lose a quarterback, but whatever.
0: What did Parsons do? Did he have – he, he, he had like much? 11, I yeah. think. He
1: had a fine game.
0: Fine. So I- – I got a nice game from Triple X Max Crosby before yeah, he bowed he out. One. He had like nineteen points, I think.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: So he was—he might have been the second highest scorer. There yeah. were not a lot of big wild card performances outside of TJ Watt, right? So a lot of like
1: you know ten to fifteen point games. Yeah, a lot of those. Nothing
0: crazy. Let's talk about some lessons learned, Addy. Like I said, we're gonna spread this out and do this next week as well. But I'm going to hit you all with some of my lessons learned. And these really are things that, as I sat down and reflected on the season that was, I was like, these are the mistakes I want to avoid going into 2022. So let me hit you with these, Addy, and see what you think, all right? So number one, I'm going to lean on veteran players and expect, expect rookies to bust in year one. In Dynasty Leagues, we are just... Eager beavers when it comes to plugging these sexy new rookies into they're like the shiny new toys we want to get them in our lineup we're excited we've moved players to get these picks to take these guys and it's it's this whole big process coming to fruition so you almost feel like you're being cheated if you don't plug these guys into your dynasty or even the
1: coaches yes talking them up
0: yes exactly these
1: guys are starter
0: preseason that's the bad thing is like training camp and preseason when these guys are gonna get a ton of work. They're being hyped and hyped and hyped, and everyone wants to see rookies do well because there's something new. There's something fresh. So, But this year with Zayvon Collins, Jamin Davis, Richie Grant, and pretty much all the edge guys, I realize that rookies for your team, they're the sprinkles on the cake. They are not the cake itself. You want to plug them in later in the year or ideally not at all. So don't build a team that depends on rookies because I think you're going to be let down way more often than not. Yep, I love that.
1: Yeah, and I've I've been there a lot.
0: Yeah, I recently. was so snake bit by this this you know this lesson this year, especially like Jamin Davis flag plant. Like it just did not hit for so many of these rookies. We're talking up, and I do I do still think these guys have bright futures. I'm not saying that their careers are over. Oh yeah. But for fantasy football, you gotta fade. Because look at so many of the top 12 finishers at each position. This year it was super vet heavy. And that makes sense. But we forget that because we want the shiny new thing. We don't want the old, run-down veterans. But those are the guys, as Johnny the Greek would tell you, Addy, that are going to help you get into the playoffs and then murder everyone on your way to a championship. That's a great one, Joshie. Yeah, so... Lesson number one, lean on veterans and expect rookies to bust in year one. Number two, fade linebackers and go edge guys early and often in your drafts. Now, I know this. I I know this is true. This is something that I think I needed a reminder of. If you've played IDP for any length of time, you know this lesson as well. You know fade linebacker, take edge early and often. But, boy. These linebackers, Addy, they are sexy. We see it in our metrics. Linebacker episodes and articles do gangbuster numbers. So it's no surprise when we're tempted into taking them high in our drafts. This year, great reminder to fade LBs as so many of the viable guys popped up on waivers. The number one linebacker in many leagues, Devondre Campbell, was a gross afterthought. Nobody wanted Devondre Campbell. He was on, like, his third team in three years. Like I said, follow Johnny the Greek's example. This is a big lesson I heard him talk about on the big nickel finale with John Macri. You just can plug in any warm-body three-down linebacker and make it to the playoffs. That's what it's all about. Yep. They, this is the most replaceable position in IDP. Don't draft these guys highly.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, not just Devondra Campbell. There are literally 20 to 30 examples of guys that we were able to pluck off the waivers. Uh, And and maybe you didn't, weren't able to use them. You know, maybe you were able to get them week four uh, and then their time was up in week seven. Maybe the guy that they were filling in for returned
0: from injury, but whatever you had those three weeks. Sometimes you have to buy wins. And a great way to buy wins is to look for the three down linebackers, the guys that are getting work, the guys that are injury replacements and plug those dudes in and ride that wave for as long as you can. And then don't feel bad about cashing that ticket out and moving on to someone else.
1: Yeah, and then, it, of course, it's corona times, and that stuff is even you know amplified more than ever now with, with guys you know just out of nowhere missing time. We, we saw it, especially at the end of the year. There was just tons of, uh, if you were paying attention, just tons of good options for you out there on the waivers.
0: Absolutely. So, fade linebackers. You can find them off waivers. You cannot find good defensive ends. So... Grab those guys early, and if they get hurt, that's fantasy. You adjust. You try to find guys to plug in, but don't expect to pluck those guys off of waivers. They are not as plentiful as your linebackers. So, final lesson learned. Having a co-manager is awesome. This year, I told you all, beginning of the season, a little bit of an experiment with our boy, Kyle Bellyfuel, of IDP guys in our main league, the XFFL. I thought I would like it, but you just never know. You know, this is a new situation. You're bringing in someone else to help with your team. It was great, Addy. I loved it. In a league as unique as ours, there's really no sounding board out there to help you. In typical redraft leagues, offense-only leagues, there are plenty of podcasts and websites and rankings and message boards, places you can go to find help. Now, for some people, that's fine. You don't need help. You don't want help. You want to dig in and do the research yourself. But I will say having someone you can bounce ideas off of who is not your competition, because that's the problem. I don't want to come to you and bounce like roster decisions off of you because you're my competition. Oh, like sure. we're playing against each other. Mr. You're wrong. That's right. And you should. And being able to obsess over your team because no one cares about your team as much as you do unless they're also helping you co-manage that team. Finding someone who's as invested as you are to obsess over your team with, it's a ton of fun. And I will say, I mentioned this when I first brought up the idea of having a co-manager, Kyle B., his strengths complement my weaknesses, waivers and rookies. That is his specialty. So if you're looking to up your game or maybe just have some more fun in 2022, Addy, get your co-manager. Love it.
1: Love it. Now, I would like to hear Kyle's side. It may not all be roses for him. Kyle, You're painting a good picture.
0: Has Kyle ever said a negative thing about anybody? I bet he has. I'd like to get it out of him. I might get in his DMs later on. Okay. So, what did you think? You had a co-managed league this year. How did you like it?
1: I did like it because there's plenty of weeks where I was kind of checked out and he was in there doing his thing. And yeah. Uh, it was nice, but, again, it wasn't It wasn't a league that I, I, I honestly didn't really care too much about it. Yeah. That it was... didn't mean as much to me. Like, it, I – for me personally, I got to run that thing
0: myself. You got to need all the credit. You're a solo, you're just you're a cowboy. Sure. You're a lone ranger.
1: Sure. That's
0: I know best. I know best, damn it. That's what a lot of folks would tell you is that they don't they at the end of the day they you want make, something
1: done right, you just do it yourself, damn it.
0: You want to you want to, you know, have all the glory or crash and burn and not have anyone burn with you, right? It's
1: all glory over here, baby. All glory. It ain't ever been anything but
0: Y'all see what I deal with now? You can actually see it now. You can see as he crushes his 15th beer and throws it at the camera. That's a great, that's a great job, Addy. I just swept these floors. Well, there you go. Lessons learned from 2021. So to recap, lean on veterans, expect rookies to bust, fade linebackers and go edge early. And having a co-manager is a lot of fun. So, Next week, Addy, I think we're going to have our guests talk about some lessons learned. You might bring some of your own, but um, it's just a good time to reflect.
1: We'll see. We'll see. No, let's not, the, let's no not make me commit.
0: Yeah. Don't make me do this work. Hey, but Addy's been out here grinding. Yeah, you have. Yes, sir. Love it. I'm built for this. Are you built different? I am built different. Are I've you? always known it, too. Yeah. You're like 98% body fat. Sure. As opposed to like the average 25% like the rest of us. Sure you imagine being 98% of your body is fat? Yeah, it'd be good eats, baby. You would. you eat up real good. I can get good. there. I can get there, maybe. You, you just let us get some of these Canadian <laughs> snacks.
1: All right, real quick. Real quick, Josh. Um, real quick. Samoas. When have we
0: ever done anything real quick? Samoas. Are you familiar? Yes. The Girl Scout cookie. You ever had one? Well, I thought maybe I had, but then you tell me it's coconut, and I probably have not.
1: I imagine this is the story for a lot of people out there. They don't like coconut. And I listen. I too hate coconut. Those cakes at Easter, mounds, almond joys, garbage, garb, complete garbage. These Samoa's, oh my god! Also, it's toasted coconut. I don't know if that has a a a big thing to do with it. Does toasted
0: make it not taste so much like coconut? Yes. Okay. Well, then, is not like the little white shards? Yeah. These these are browned
1: up, toasted. You know, <laughs> pieces of coconut.
0: Yeah, I like them browned up and not white shards.
1: So anyway, um, if if everyone kind of has that similar story, uh, d- d- Josh has. You know, you don't like coconut, so yeah, I'm not going to like Samoas. You're making a big mistake. Please try the Samoas. Also, I noticed this is something that's great. Uh, Girl Scout cookies. Those prices have gone way up. Yeah, Girl Scouts are hurting. They need the funds. Way up. You can buy those things in the store. They're obviously not Girl Scout cookies. But Keebler Elf.
0: Oh, you're going Keebler, Keebler Elf. Got the gun to the Girl Scouts' heads. <laughs> coming for them. They're coming for that crown. But anyway, anyway, yeah, the Girl you can Scouts buy those. Out of business. You
1: can buy those. You can buy them in the store. They're a lot cheaper. You got a lot more cookies. God, you're just <laughs> cutting the Girl Scouts off at the <laughs> knees. Are you going to let me try one uh, of I these? I'm going to draw one. All right. Let's try one real quick here, Jay. This is you're great. One out of there. out of there. I don't need out. to get yeah, my fingers don't, don't on it. Little,
0: little, little, little. Don't. I'm going to give it a sniff. Oh, that's got a... Mm. Now, That's these, these are also
1: like the Kroger versions. These are like the, the worst version so of So you
0: went. <laughs> That's all they had. You cut the Girl Scouts off the knees and then didn't even get the top tier stuff. That's
1: all they had. So is the Girl Scouts version better than Keebler? I need to do, I need to get i uh, I'll get a box and we'll do a, we'll do a taste test with okay. all the Keebler Elf versus the Kroger brand versus Girl Scouts.
0: Man. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It is browned up. These are not like the right, So yeah.
1: So you got just, there are tons yeah. of coconut on
0: there. So let's. I'll hold it up for the camera. Everyone here. knows these. Everyone knows these. You should know these. So this is chocolate on the bottom. Yep. It's uh, the toasted coconut on the top, and then you have uh, like chocolate, like stripes. drizzle. Yeah. Yeah. striped. Drizzle. On the top. That's a great word. It's the drizzle. So what's in the middle? What is the kind of cookie? It's just regular it's the, cookie. Kind of caramel.
1: There's caramel. There's oh, like a layer there? of caramel, and then there's
0: cookie. All right. Let's try it out. See how it is. I want to hear the. I was wanting to hear the cookie bite into the some ASMR. Okay. I got to say, you're right. I'm not tasting a lot of coconut. None. You don't even know it's there. That's a good texture. Yeah, it's sort of just like a regular cookie texture. You do have a little layer of caramel on the Mm -hmm. top with the coconut and the chocolate. But you taste, there's no coconut being detected in that. There's none. It just adds crunch. Yep. It's kind of like like crunch, right? It's just like a little crunch you get. It's kind of like onions. Yeah. Onions, if they're cooked well, they don't. Yeah, they're fried up onions. They don't, um, they don't detract from the like um, the texture experience. They just add flavor, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like coconuts. You don't taste them, but they add some really nice texture. They're there, but they're, they're doing the right thing. Yes, sir. I'm a fan. These are good. You're going to start getting them now. Absolutely not. Don't need cookies in my house. <laughs> I will be 98% body fat if I do that. But, yeah, folks,
1: if you're doing that, you're making a big mistake. Those are the best cookies, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's that would be a fun like draft like oh
1: the Girl Scout cookies just cookies in general. But yeah, but a Girl Scout cookie draft would be great too.
0: It would because um, what's the other uh, popular ones? You have um, well,
1: there's like Oreos. Mm-hmm. So these Chips are the O'Hoy's. most these are the
0: most popular, like the most well known. Oh, you're talking about the Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies. Okay, yeah.
1: uh, Thin Mints.
0: That's probably Tagalongs.
1: Yeah, Dosey Dose.
0: You know, way too many Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I love them. I fake phone conversations so I don't have to tell the Girl Scouts, I don't want your cookies. Oh,
1: it's, uh, send them my way. I need one.
0: Addie's walking out with like a bundle of hundreds. Just Although load I, them up in the car. Truly,
1: though, I, I, I can't afford them in this economy right now. Have they gone up that much? I mean, they're like, you know, you're talking like five bucks, five or six bucks, I think, for, for 12, a box? For 12 of them? For 12 cookies. 12 of those cookies that are going to be gone in a night. Boy. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. The Keyboard Elf ones, the family size, you get 24 of those bad boys for, like, four bucks. So, Are you buying cookies every
0: time you go to the grocery, Eddie? <laughs> Maybe. It's for the kid. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. They get one or two. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, hope you all enjoyed this episode. A little impromptu taste test. That's what we do on the 90P Show. I'm definitely going to clip that for social. Me just doing the office look at the camera, like, y'all hear this? Y'all see what I got to deal with now? All right, but we'll be back next week. We're going to have a fun guest on and talk some Dynasty Buy, Sell, Hold. We're also hopeful to add some more cameras here soon. Y'all going to get this the whole view of the shack here before long. So if you're not following us on Twitter or YouTube, go check it out. We're going to be posting some more video content over there. So shout out to our patrons and Listener League participants. We love and appreciate y'all. And to take us out, we got a new song from Sugar Daisy called Coconut Head. So, enjoy the song, and we will see you all next week. I've been looking
1: for lucky break, baby.
0: Can't get up out of bed. All my princess.